Psalm 131. Oh, Lord, my heart is not lifted up. It's not proud. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I've calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child with is my soul within me. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Oh, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not lofty. I don't involve myself in great matters or things too high for me. What would it look like? What could our lives look like if we contented ourselves with having godly vision and a, a, a focus of faithfulness in little? Heavenly Father, would you encourage, would you inspire, would you um, use this time to make us more like Christ. Through Christ I pray. Amen. <clears throat> if ever there were somebody that you would not expect to have great impact in her generation, it would probably be Henrietta Mears. If you're drafting a starting team <clears throat> for the 20th century that would have like one person who would perhaps have greater influence spiritually in the 20th century than anybody else, arguably as much as anybody else. Henrietta Mears is not the person you would probably pick. Henry Mears, first of all, she was not born in the Bible Belt. She was born in some remote place up north in the Northwest, and he <clears throat> grew up living in Minnesota, Min Minneapolis, Minnesota. As they said of, <clears throat> of Jesus, can anything good come from Minneapolis, Minnesota? Um, beyond that, um, when she did give her life to Christ, she did focus herself in ministry. She um, took a local uh, ministry role at a Presbyterian church in Hollywood, California. Now, <clears throat> if anybody's going to have impact, it's not going to be leading a Sunday school ministry, certainly in Hollywood, California. <clears throat> Again, Hollywood has never been confused with the Bible Belt, uh, a place of great spiritual um, activity. And Sunday school is not exactly a focus that if you want to have long-term impact, Sunday school may have been a big deal in the early 20th century, but I can't think of a new church that has started in the last 15 years that has started a Sunday school program. But this was Henrietta Mears. She was a woman in the early 20th century, when you think of people with great impact in the church, you don't generally think of women. She was unmarried. She was single all of her life. You generally don't think of unmarried people. You generally, generally think of married men. And she focused on Sunday school in Hollywood, California. But she focused on being faithful to God where God called her. 
And she grew that Sunday school ministry at that Presbyterian Hollywood church um, to a point of like 6,500 people at one point. Focused on just being faithful. Out of that, she developed a, um, a, a Sunday school organization called Gospel Light, which continues to produce materials even to this day. But faithful in little, she really had a heart to have greater impact on young people. So in 1938, she started a thing called the Forest Home Conference Center. It's been, and it was said that she changed more lives under the night sky of God, with God's stars above than she did in Hollywood under the bright lights. She started the center in the San Bernardino Mountains. Um, and uh, as a result, people started coming there and giving her an opportunity to disciple and to influence. I'll share with you several examples, but the first is Billy Graham himself. Now, arguably, there was no single person who had greater influence in Christianity and uh, in, in the 20th century than Billy Graham. Billy Graham has often been quoted with saying that with the exception of his mother and his wife, nobody had greater spiritual influence on him than, um, than Henrietta Mears. One time he said, she had had a remarkable influence both directly and indirectly on my life. In fact, I doubt if any other woman outside my wife and mother has, been, has had such a marked influence. Her gracious spirit, her devotional life, her steadfastness to the simple gospel and her knowledge of the Bible have been a continual inspiration and amazement to me. She is certainly one of the greatest Christians I've ever known. What you may not be aware of is that um, early in his evangelistic ministry, Billy Graham began to feel spiritually weakened that he began to doubt scripture. Billy Graham began as a Youth for Christ evangelistic preacher along with another man by the name of Charles Templeton. Templeton went to a liberal seminary, began to believe progressive theology, just as happening with so many, sadly, so many people, churches, ministers today. And part of that progressive theology was to doubt the authority, the veracity of Scripture. Oh, the Bible is filled with so many contradictions. Oh, the Bible can't be trusted. Oh, the Bible that we have, how do we know that it's even really God's Word? And as, his, as Billy Graham's um, questions began to increase, as his doubts began to increase, his power decreased. In fact, his previous evangelistic meeting in Altoona, Pennsylvania, he described as a flop. In the midst of this crisis of faith, Henrietta Mears invited him to spend time with her at her retreat center, Forest Home uh, Conference Center. While there, Billy Graham read scripture in an intensified way. Now, Henry Mears was known for her fierce faith in Scripture, in God's Word, in God's truth. And so while there, 
Graham read scripture, sought God's voice. And he said as he read scripture, there was one phrase that kept standing out, jumping out at him. Thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. And he said all of a sudden a light switch turned on. Um, He said all of a sudden he realized that he had not been putting his full faith in scripture. I love that old joke. It's a stupid joke, but it's about the man who was afraid to fly, the old man who was afraid to fly. And finally they talked him into flying. This is like when the when planes were first in flight. And finally they talked him into it and and afterward they said, no, so how did, did you get over your fear of flying? He said, no, not completely. He said, I never, I never put my weight completely down. Billy Graham's kind of like, Billy Graham realized that's kind of how he was dealing with scripture. He kind of believed it, but he never really put his weight fully down. Never put both of his feet fully down established on scripture, fully trusting. And he said he came to this moment under the influence of Miss Mears where he believed, he, he understood with all of his heart that the Bible is true and everything changed. He walked into the woods and there's a famous story about he put his Bible down on a tree stump and he prayed to God, oh God, There are many things in this book that I do not understand. There are many problems in it with which I can find no solution. There are seeming contradictions. I can't answer some of the philosophical and psychological questions that Chuck and others, Charles Templeton, are raising. But then falling to his knees, Graham said, Father, I am going to accept this as thy word by faith. I'm going to allow faith to go beyond my intellectual questions and doubts, and I will believe this to be your inspired word. Billy Graham writes in his own biography that he rose from that moment on his knees with a greater sense of power and presence of God than he'd had in months. He said a bridge had been crossed. The next day he preached there at Miss Mears' Um, center, uh, conference center, and she said he preached with an authority like she had never heard before. And Billy Graham would go on to have one of the one of the most dynamic, powerful ministries of anybody in the 20th century. Charles Templeton sadly would become an atheist until the day he died, and yet he would weep, saying he misses that he misses God. Henrietta Mears went on not just to influence, <laughs> you, you, you probably haven't heard of her name, but you have heard of Billy Graham. You have heard of World Vision. You have heard of Campus Crusade for Christ, Bill Wright. Many of us in our area, if, if you grew up in a church in this area, you have heard of Young Life, Young Life Ministries. And, and many others. <laughs> you haven't heard of Henrietta Mears, but all of the people behind, all of the leaders behind those ministries, World Vision, Youth for Christ, Young Life, um, 
Campus Crusade for Christ, um, all of those leaders were discipled in some way by Henrietta Mears. One of the wonderful things I love about her ministry is her focus was on being faithful to her local ministry at the Hollywood Presbyterian Church. Her focus was a strong Sunday school ministry. And yet at the same time, she was also focused on individual disciple making. And as a result to having her eyes open to who are the individual people that God wanted her to disciple. Today, her influence is greater than it was when she was alive because of all of those Christian organizations now that, are, that go on and continue to influence in the name of Christ. She's even influenced us probably more than you realize. Um, Henrietta Mears is the one who used to ask her Sunday school teachers the question that I ask of us. She used to say, um, how many people in your class have you led to Christ in the last three months? You know, I, I like to say, uh, okay, Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. How many disciples will you make at the, by the end of this year? Um, Henry and Mears made it even more specific and clear. How many disciples have you made in the last three months? Her questions, her influence continues to live on. So what do I learn from her life? Uh, that's why I go back to Psalm 131. Oh, Lord, my heart is not proud, lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. My vision is not for my greatness. My vision is not, oh, Lord, I've got to have worldwide impact. I don't occupy myself with things that are too great and too marvelous for me, but I've calmed and quieted my soul. What was her focus? Her focus was, Lord, make me faithful with the ministry that you've called me to at Hollywood Presbyterian Church. And she served her for 35 years and was faithful. Her ministry, her focus was small, not lofty. It was, Lord, how would you have me disciple some of these young men? And she discipled so many of these young men who went on to have greater influence than her own ministry would have. But it wasn't because... She involved herself in great matters. Lord, how can we grow? How can we explode the church? You know, Lord, how can I make my name well known? How can I write books so people can know me? Her focus was humble. Obedience to her. So, for instance, what does that mean for you? You have a career you need to focus on. God's called you to serve him in your career. Be faithful in that. And, and who are the people that you're going to disciple? Be faithful with your family and who are the people that God's put in your life that you can help them take next steps with God? And who knows, maybe your greatest ministry is going to be in 50 years from now because of the work that they've done for the kingdom. Heavenly Father, help our, help our eyes to have confidence in you. Help us to have your great vision that you want to do immeasurably more than all we could ever ask or imagine through your power that is at work within us and yet have a humble focus to focus on being faithful where we are today. 
focus on being faithful to the church where we're serving right now in the job that you're calling us to right now and to focus individually on who are the people that you would have us speak to today and this week. What small group are we a part of and how can we encourage these people in our small group? How can we serve these people around us for your glory that you may produce good fruit through us? We thank you that the promise is that you produce fruit. Now help us to be connected to you by being connected to your vision and and to your faithfulness. Through Christ I pray, amen. So I will write that down. I will dot, dot, dot. What will you do? What actions would God have you take today as a result of what his word says in this time together? Be encouraged. God's up to something.